day. Welcome to Life Events. I'm your host, Josephine Uzo. Today, our topic of discussion is on the ongoing debate concerning the COVID-19 vaccine. Millions of people suffered in one way or the other due to the COVID-19 pandemic, which spread across the globe like a wildfire. The pandemic hit 188 countries in a span of three to four months, causing over a million deaths. Nigeria was not spared as over 1,000 deaths has been recorded in the country. The pandemic affected the average Nigerian financially, socially, and academically. According to the World Economic Forum, 27.1 million Nigerians are currently unemployed. The pandemic made the unemployment rate worse as companies laid off workers. Small businesses had to shut down because of the lockdown order by the Nigerian government in a bid to curb the spread of the pandemic. The order was for people to stay at home, restrict physical contact, and stock up on food supply. However, it was not that simple for Nigerians as the price of goods was extremely inflated as a result of scarcity. Most of the food items available at the time could not meet the demand because every household had to stock up on food supply. In accordance with the lockdown order by the government, schools were closed down for six months. Students had to sit at home. Schools equipped with the online platform engaged students in online learning. But not all Nigerian schools are equipped with the technological systems needed to engage their students online. So such schools left their students idle and unoccupied for six months straight. Although not every state in the country was put on lockdown, but all the states in the country has recorded cases of coronavirus, with Abuja, Lagos, Oyo and Plato State having the highest number of cases. Different studies have been conducted while some are still being conducted in order to come up with a vaccine for the virus. At the moment, there are about 240 vaccines in early development. 40 are in clinical trials while 9 are in the final stage of testing on thousands of people. Also, there are currently more than 100 COVID-19 vaccine candidates under development with a number of these in the human trial phase. However, the World Health Organization has stated that it does not expect to see widespread vaccinations against COVID-19 until mid-2021. This is coming amidst the organization's coordinated efforts to developing a vaccine with the intention of delivering 2 billion doses by the end of 2021. Bearing in mind that 56,697 Nigerians have successfully recovered from this virus without using a vaccine, it is now an open question which we Nigerians have to decide on. Are we to use or not use the vaccine? Let's hear from our guest for today, Ms. Bankoli. Welcome, Kiton. Thanks, Josephine. Thanks for having me on your show. It's nice to see you. <laughs> nice to see you too. So how have you been? How did the lockdown treat you? Oh, I've been amazing. Funny 
yeah we haven't seen since before the pandemic yes that's true what have you been up to i mean because i was at home for like six months straight i have gained a ton of weight (laughs) really yes i mean you can see (laughs) but it's been it's been good it's been a learning experience i've had to unlearn a lot of things i had to learn new things pick up new habits you know just try to stay updated with Mm information and not just you know random stuff i try to be as intentional as possible okay okay. but yeah i'm I'm glad it's over now yes yes it is so the reason why we're here today is to discuss the vaccine for the virus okay so how would using or not using the vaccine cope the spread of the virus (laughs) let me just say personally yeah that if some NCDC guys come to me and they're like, oh, we want you to, or you have to take this vaccine, I'm not going to take it. Why? I'm not going to take it. Because, call me a conspiracist, but I don't think anyone should take the vaccine. Because already, yeah, people are recovering, mm-hmm. right? So... And then, okay, okay, let's go back to the beginning. Like, they've already put out steps, yes. you know, that we should implement in order to curb the disease the from spreading further. Yes. You know, the social distancing, mask, hand washing, sanitizing, um, social distancing, and, yes. you know, all of that. Like, those are already in place to curb the spread. So, why then would you now say, oh, you have a vaccine that's supposedly going to cure this thing? If you offer it to me, I'm not gonna take it. I'm sorry, but I wouldn't take it. But why? Why it's wouldn't you me. take? Is it because the vaccine is still in development, or aside from the fact that I don't want to be lab rats, there's also the fact that I believe that what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Okay. So if you've survived COVID nineteen, then it's not likely that malaria will kill you. No offense to anybody, but. You know, it's what it is. So your immune system will become stronger. I'm not a medical doctor, mm-hmm. but like from my understanding of how the human anatomy works, when you've successfully fought off certain viruses, you you become more immune to others. Okay. So, you know, if you can successfully um, uh, fight Ebola and okay. coronavirus, okay. I mean, then you're, you're, you're a tough cookie. Then, in fact, there's a possibility that after your immune system has now become strong, that vaccine may now just come and ruin everything and make you weaker. So, you're so saying, I, I don't think it's necessary. I don't so, think it's going to cover anything. So you're saying the vaccine is... We, don't, we do not need the vaccine to alleviate the... Okay. I, <laughs> I won't say we don't need it. Yeah, It's not okay. entirely, you know, useless. But okay. the thing is... People who are more susceptible to the virus could be given the vaccine. Mm-hmm. For example, um, older people, uh, people with underlying medical conditions like mm-hmm. uh, diabetes and mm-hmm. stroke and you know all of that. Yes, yeah. they could be given the vaccine because they're at a higher risk than regular people. Mm-hmm. So maybe they can opt for it. Okay. But I don't think any healthy human being would just sit down and say, I want the vaccine. It's not like it's polio. Polio was the terrible one that everyone had to get the vaccine for. This is not as deadly. People are recovering from it. 
people are getting better people are getting fine with palliative care and all of that so i think we're good without it all right so who and how many people will benefit if the vaccine is used <laughs> and if if it's not used would people benefit i'm just gonna say this for the record that i am very anti-capitalist so <laughs> the only people that are going to benefit from this vaccine program they want to put in place are the big pharmaceutical corporations and their allies in the mm. government that's mm. all i'm telling you those are the people who are going to benefit from this thing because number one the costing they kind of whoever is supplying the vaccine kind of has monopoly because it's not something that's you know available like everywhere it's not like um it's not like ibuprofen that yeah. there are so many brands of it everywhere no 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 this is a vaccine that is it's almost like an elixir of life <laughs> <laughs> okay seriously though it's going to be in such high demand if yeah. it's really supposed to be, you know, dispensed like that as a global vaccine against the against virus. So, who's going to benefit from it? Yes. The big pharmaceutical companies, the global ones. Those that ones is if, that, if the vaccine is used. Yes, because yeah. the ones that are going to cash out. They're not going to make all the money. It's not you and me. No, we're just lab rats. <laughs> We're not even being paid for the clinical study that they're doing today. I'm telling you, we're just going to end up being statistics on their on their research sheets. Oh, in third world countries such as Nigeria, 60% of people were responded positively to the treatment, and 40%, you know, responded negatively. God forbid, so we'll be part of the 40%. Do you now see why I don't want to try it? Exactly. So, so who are the ones you think would benefit if the vaccine is not used? It's not all of us. All. <laughs> oh, sorry. I don't mean all of us per se, but you know, like I said earlier, maybe those people with underlying medical conditions could try it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you. <sighs> the thing is, let me go back a little to the previous question: Who's going to benefit from it? Those with underlying medical conditions, they have almost nothing to lose because already their health is deteriorating, so they're already sick-ish. They may not like have the act, the outward symptoms of the sicknesses, but they mm. have the diseases inside of them already yeah. that you know have reduced their lifespan, their life expectancy. Sorry, yeah. so they kind of have nothing to lose. So if they take it and it works for them, that's amazing, fantastic, glory be to Jesus. But if it doesn't work for them, they were already, you know, scheduled to die. <laughs> I sound very insensitive, don't I? <laughs> it's fine. So, I'm a, moving I'm on. Take it back, though. Is funding a factor in the decision to use or not use the vaccine? is tricky because first off we have to we have to understand where the funds are coming from okay. who is sponsoring the research that facilitated the development of this vaccine mm. is it coming from china is it coming from russia is it coming from america is it coming from india where is it coming from now in a way the 
the fonts, the source of the fonts will determine, kind of like help you understand the intention of the creators of the vaccine. Yeah. Right? So when it's coming from China, for example, where the disease also originated from, mm. it raises certain questions in your head. I mean, mm. and the average intelligent human would have to ask like, okay, so you released, you were the cause of this. I'm not pointing fingers to China. <laughs> no problem. I'm sorry, but the disease started from China, from Wuhan in China. And then China would still be the ones to bring the vaccine. I mean, it wouldn't make any sense. So it's going to raise a lot of red flags, like why did they bring the disease and then bring the vaccine? It kind of like points you to um, software developers, yeah. you know, the viruses and the antivirus mm. for your systems. Apparently, it's the same makers. They make the viruses, so you have to buy the antivirus. So the source of the phone, so when you hear that, oh, China is sponsoring the research, that is, you're like, why? The way you hear it's Russia, you're like, oh, so is this political? Like, are they trying to just, you know, do, are they trying to like do this technological race and beat America to the point? You're like, oh, we came up with the solution to this global pandemic. So in a way, the funding, the funding should, I don't think it should really be a factor, but it should just help people make informed decisions. Okay. So like you just know, okay, so depending on where it's coming from, okay. you can make the best decisions for yourself because the average conspiracist will not touch it if it's coming from China or China. Russia or the US. Facts. They're not going to touch it. If it's coming from maybe the UK or Germany or India, the people are a bit more lenient towards you know technology from these countries because India, for example, they seem to be quite, you know, forward in medicine. So you'd be like, okay, so they actually know what they're doing. It's not just a superpower tussle for them. But what you're talking of, Oh, same thing with you know Germany and the UK. They kind of you know have those advancements coming up regularly, but when it comes to you know countries like Russia, North Korea, the United States, and China, when they start funding such things, you start questioning their motives and their intentions. And personally, I don't think I would want anything coming from China. No offense. Okay, oh, well, everything comes from China because they're like the manufacturing hub of the world. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Yeah. I don't want the funding to be Chinese. Okay. So, what major costs will be incurred if Nigeria decides to use the vaccine, or if we do not use the vaccine? I, I don't get that. So come here. What major costs will be incurred if Nigeria decides to use the vaccine? The thing is, already there's been a lot of speculation about the um, disbursement of funds relating to COVID-19 in Nigeria. So, (laughs) obviously, the federal government would have to be the ones to procure the vaccine vaccine. through the NCDC and then, you know, use hospitals or association centers or whatever. But then, uh, you know, Nigeria is a very special country. (laughs) We're uniquely blessed in our own ways. So, when you're talking of Nigeria and funding, thing is, whatever figure the government gives you, I'd say it's always spent $50 billion on vaccines for COVID-19 patients. Just find the square root of that number. I know that that's the actual figure. Honestly, because it's, it's quite difficult to correctly ascertain the exact amount that will be spent on these things so 
yes, we're spending a lot on you know palliative care and the isolation centers and whatnot, but until we can actually have like a proper budget, a transparent budget that says, yes. oh, okay, this is how much one of the I don't know how maybe is it pack or I don't know is it going to be in fluid form I don't know whatever but this is how much one dose one dosage cost so we're expecting to give three dose three doses to ten thousand people in a week so ten thousand people in a week over the space of I don't know twelve weeks that's like three months so you know so we can get all of that then now compare that figure with the cost that was, you know, incurred in the process of the isolate, building isolation centers and all of that. So, it, so you, you, until we can compare and like, you know, do proper analysis of both figures to not say, okay, so it, it has cost so and so amount so far. And is this sustainable? Are we going to keep having cases? Or should we just, you know, get the vaccine? Also, remember there are certain factors such as uh, whether this is not scientifically, they're not yet scientifically proven, yeah. but um, people have said that the weather is helping our immune system, the kind of um, nutritional, you know, accesses we have, you know, to herbs and, you know, we get lots of things fresh, we're taking vegetables yes. every day, fruit, stuff like that, organic stuff. So apparently it has helped us so far in combating the virus. So do we really, does Nigeria really need a vaccine? I mean, if you compare statistics, Nigeria has had a, uh, just over a thousand deaths in the space of seven months. Meanwhile, certain advanced countries were having a thousand deaths in one hour. So, you know, when you when you look at it that way, you're like, do we really need this thing? Like, we're doing fine. I know the good old saying, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Like, we've been fine. Like, we actually, like, Nigerians are actually quite strong, if you think about it. Of course, it's not everybody that would have gone to get tested. Some people may have had the virus, but, like, they did not just drop dead in the middle of the streets, as one would have expected. You know, even without yeah. the test, even without the... If without any single medication, people recovered from this thing here in Nigeria. Although this is still unproven, but I don't think Nigeria needs it. The funds could be directed to, I don't know, research for our own problems like malaria and Lassa fever. They should get a vaccine for Lassa fever and bring it to Nigeria. Then yes, we can wholeheartedly accept it but right now i don't think we need it the funds will be a lot and you understand nigeria now when they when the money you need is 10 million naira they just convert it to dollars and like oh we need 10 million dollars that's how they've spent the money that's how they'll spend the money so i don't think we need to because the funds will be a lot it's a cost like i said until we actually get the full budget we cannot say yes okay so the last question okay what do you think the beneficiaries or the victims should do differently in order to make using the vaccine possible? Like, what what are the things Nigerians need to do in order to, in order to make using the vaccine possible? Or what are the things we need to do just so we don't need the vaccine? So we do not need to use the vaccine. And that's, as you mean, we're already going to use Up the vaccine. Up for the vaccine. Yes. 
I don't think the average Nigerian will want the vaccine, to be honest. Because people were still, the average people on the street were still like, oh, there's no, there's no coronavirus. Like, they were not even using the mask. They were not, I mean, like, you would go to the local market and you would see people, like, together and you'd be like, what? This is crazy. Like, there's a pandemic out there, people. Like, and then you'd be like, no, there's nothing. Like, they don't use their mask. They don't, even, like, they don't care about the basic hygiene practices. So what is sanitizer to them? So if you want to, so if we're ever going to adopt the vaccine program, I think the very first thing we'll have to do is a complete reorientation of, you know, the average Nigerian. Because mm-hmm. you need to change their mindset. You need to basically teach them like that, come. This is for your own good. If you don't take this thing, you're probably going to die. It may not be today. It could be tomorrow. It could be today. So I think that's the reorientation. The second part would be sensitization. Because I think it's necessary, you know, you have to actually go to them and say, okay, so this is how you do this. This is, you know, stuff like that. And lastly, I think you just need to reassure the people. But the problem with that is the reassurance has to come from a position of trust. And if the people don't trust the government, then it's a problem. Because... As it is, based, I mean, you understand status quo right now. People are really not, they really, they don't, they don't really have like the full, conf, the fullest of confidences. They don't have full confidence in the government at the moment. So if the government is coming to them and saying, yes, I promise you, you'll be fine. It's like, nah, like, what if, what if this, I mean, forget education. The average Nigerian is a conspiracist. They will tell you that, oh, what if this is for population control? They want to kill us off and bring Boko Haram to take our land. They want to bring... Like, you see, the average Nigerian has some wild things going on in their head. So, these steps, like I said, you need to reorientate, you need to sensitize, and you need to reassure. So, I think if you do these things and get them done properly, if we're to adopt, yeah. you know, this, it shouldn't be too much of a problem. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much, Kitong. Thank you so much. So, Thank you for having me. Yeah. <laughs> it's always a pleasure. So can you give us a recommendation? Just Don't take the vaccine if it comes out. <laughs> really? No, really. I will tell you, don't take it. I'm a conspiracist myself. I cannot put out all of them. <clears throat> Obviously, I cannot put out all my conspiracists on air right now, but... <laughs> Maybe I'll start my own show just for my conspiracies. <laughs> okay. You know? But in the meantime, I'll just say that I wouldn't take it. I don't think you should take it. I don't think your listeners should take it. Okay. Let's just be guided because <laughs> the vision is bigger than what we know. Like these guys are are planning a lot that we can never know about. So we need to be very careful. Stay alert. Stay st- Stay strapped, you know, keep your eyes open, act like you're in the streets and everybody's out to get you because they are out to get you. Oh, right. Kidding, kidding, <laughs> kidding. Seriously, though, just stay on alert before you take any, um, any medication or any panacea, whatever they want to call it. Just make sure you're well informed. Do your own okay. research. Find out the content. Check out the composition. 
check out the dosages you know find out your own allergies too because someone could have an allergic reaction and die okay yeah, i mean that would make that would be so counterproductive imagine yes. trying to protect yourself from something and then thing now kills you like it makes zero sense so i think it's best to just know yourself know your body know what you're allergic to do your research be well informed i i don't think i don't know usually i like to be an early adopter in terms of technology but i don't think this is one of the things that if i'm to ever i wouldn't but if i if i was to ever try to take this mm. i would definitely be one of the first of people to try it i don't mm. want to be among the second batch of people to try it let me first see let let's take a few years you know let's see okay so the people that have taken how do they react like did they fall sick did they have some mutation after taking the you know <laughs> what's it called vaccine. the vaccine because you could take the vaccine and then you turn into I don't know, some weird <laughs> thing with an extra gear or something i don't know so oh, please <laughs> to affect fertility what if it affects other things see there is so much to consider like yes. it would be penny wise and quite stupid in the grand scheme if you take the um vaccine now then the pandemic now dies down like in the next three months and then you now have long-term effects like that would be the dumbest thing ever so when i'm saying all these things like I, it may sound trivial to you know regular people, but they're actually quite serious measures that we individuals need. Like it's it's your own duty to yourself. You owe yourself this. Like yes, people are a bit still a bit paranoid, especially the older generation. They're worried, you know, that oh, what if, what if, what if? But like, what if nothing happens to? What if you don't die of the pandemic or the virus? Mm-hmm. What if you die in a car accident? I mean, life is short. I'm not trying to scare anybody, okay? But life is short. Nothing is certain. certain. But we're not promised tomorrow. So take it with Thanksgiving in your heart. But at the same time, don't be stupid and get paranoid and then take a vaccine that will now kill you or make you sicker than you should be. So. All right. Thank you very That's much. That's just my two cents, though. I mean, you don't have to listen to me. I'm just the average Nigerian. Well, listening. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I really, I, I, I'd like to come back. No problem. You can really? Back. You have me again? Yes. Wow, thank you. That was so nice. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It's such a pleasure. Yes. So, I'm sure you've heard um, Keaton's opinion mm-hmm. on the issue. So, it's left to you to decide which which one will it be use vaccine or not use vaccine thank you so much for listening today and i hope this episode was meaningful and enlightening for you do well to subscribe to our podcast and turn on your notifications to always get notified when a new episode drops see you next time bye